0: In the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God Amen. The most important thing that you will hear today or that you heard today were the words that were read from the Scripture. The most important thing that you heard, and I'm I'm saying this in the homily, not that you can ignore the homily, but what has passed was more important than what is now. Don't just wait for the homily to give you a word you should be paying attention very carefully, catching every word from the mouth of God that comes, whether it's from the Gospel and the Catholic Epistle, the Acts, the Pauline. My my priest in New Jersey would, after we had read the Pauline Epistle and sat down during the homily, he'd say, Daniel, what was the Pauline Epistle about? I'm not gonna do this to the readers that just read, but I would be quizzed on what I read. The first time I failed, That was the only time I failed. Um, I made sure I knew it. And even coming to church, you should know what you're coming to hear. These are the inspired words of God. Um, It's possible that you're going to hear a word from what was said that will resonate with you uh, that I might not speak about. That's for you. And that's given to you not to ignore, but to contemplate, to meditate on, and to allow fruit. To grow within your heart from this, these words of our Savior, where He says, "Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or, make, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit." I believe we judge ourselves, we judge what we do, um, we judge the the services, we judge it all by in this in this nature, and it's important for us to always see where uh, the fruit is coming from and how good the fruit is. And of course, the fruit on the tree is, is good initially, but if it can continue to produce good fruit year after year, then you know that the product is good. For today, I want to speak to you about the Word of God and how the human words that we say and we utter, they also can become words of God. What we speak can become words of God, from God, from God through you to others. Uh, And why this is important is because we have to understand the power of the Holy Spirit within each and every one of us. The Holy Spirit, so I'm going to just speak about the Holy Spirit for a minute and hopefully come back to the Word of God. The Holy Spirit, as you know, has been present in the life of Jesus Christ and in the life of the church. How is the Holy Spirit present in the life of Jesus Christ. It's simple. Everything that Jesus did, He did with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Nothing was done alone. It wasn't like the Father did something alone without the Spirit and the Son or any of the other ones did anything alone. All of them working together. And as all the miracles that Christ did, He did with the power of the Holy Spirit. All the words that He uttered, He uttered with the power of the Holy Spirit. Not, again, they're not three gods. They're all one. I don't want you to separate as if Jesus was powerless and needed the Holy Spirit or anything like that. No, they're all working together, and that's important in order to understand today's Gospel reading. They were united. So nothing that is seen to be done by one is done alone. But it's done with the power and the presence of all. Now. I know that I could pretty much say anything right now and you might forget. It's all right. But I really hope you remember that this one thing that same Holy Spirit, which was working in Christ and present in Christ, which was working in the church and present in the church. And just to give you just a small verse about the presence of the Holy Spirit in the church, it said that with great power the apostles gave their testimony or their witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them. This Holy Spirit was in them. And what I want you to remember is that this Holy Spirit is in you. He isn't your conscience. Uh, He uses your conscience, but He isn't your conscience. He is the third person of the Trinity, of which we say, O Heavenly King, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter who is everywhere and fills everybody, (coughs) the Treasury of Goodness and Giver of Life, we ask you to graciously come and dwell in us. Purify us from all iniquity. Save our souls. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we have to also recognize that there is something called the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the denial of the Holy Spirit, the, the ignoring of the Holy Spirit. All of this is present. And we have to understand what this means. What does it mean here in this Gospel? Christ performs a miracle. Christ performs a miracle and it says it very simply. There was a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. And he healed him so that the blind and mute man both spoke and saw. And by the way, let me just do another aside here. Jesus Christ doesn't come to this, and I've said this before, and I want you to really kind of apply what I'm about to say to today's context. Read between the lines. Jesus Christ doesn't come up to this demon-possessed person who's blind and mute and says, you're a wonderful person, I love you just the way that you are, there's nothing wrong with you, I accept you with all your imperfections, you are also a child of God no matter what is, no matter what, what things are wrong with you, actually I can't even say anything is wrong with you because you are perfect just the way you are, you can't help the fact that you're blind, you can't help the fact that you're mute, blah blah blah. You get what I'm saying? right? He doesn't come up to somebody and say, you're perfect with all your imperfections. He changes us. And that is how we have to understand life with Jesus Christ. He doesn't come to accuse you of this sin and that sin and this wrongdoing and that wrongdoing. But He comes to change us so that we are If we are blind, we can see. If we were mute and could not praise Him, we are able to come. He heals us of our imperfections. We are so fixated today on what people are and not on what they are supposed to become, what they were created to be. And this is what Christ does for us. We were created to be perfect, both physically and spiritually. One who is blind must admit, I am blind. And I need to see. And somebody who's physically blind in this life is promised sight, even spiritual sight before the end of time, but but sight in the kingdom of God to be fully perfect perfected in Christ. So Christ comes with the Holy Spirit and He heals this individual. And the Pharisees accuse Him of performing this miracle through the power of Satan. And this is the problem, is that, something that was clearly done by the power of the Holy Spirit is attributed to Satan, is attributed to the evil one. And we have to understand that that when we are approaching all that Christ has done, all that he is doing, if we see the work of God and the work of the Holy Spirit and attribute it to something else other than the Holy Spirit, In this way we are blaspheming the Holy Spirit. We are not recognizing the Holy Spirit. It is as if we're saying the Holy Spirit does not exist, is not present, is not working, is not active. And we have to be very careful about this because just as we are judging trees by the fruit that they give, we have to be careful not to judge something that is actually indeed the work of the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes this comes when we to be honest, when we judge the church, we look at the church as as a human as a human institution, and so we say, "This is what's wrong with the church, this is what's wrong with this and that," and we start to accuse. And we also forgive me, we also look at other churches, uh, whether they're Protestant or Catholic, and we say, "Oh, you know, and we start to accuse them of other things. And we have to step back and and kind of say, wait a second, is it possible that the Holy Spirit is working outside of the Coptic Orthodox Church? Is it possible that the Holy Spirit is working in the lives of other people? Let us focus on what we have. Let's not look at what's on somebody else's plate. You know, when you're at the dinner table and you're told it's it's not, it's rude to look at what somebody else is eating or what's over there and stuff. Just focus on what we have. And also focus on the church and I want you to trust the church and trust the work of the Holy Spirit in the church. When the church is giving you guidance, whether it be to fast a certain fast or to pray a certain prayer during the day or to come to church or to come to church um, you know, for other services other than Sunday these are the work of the Holy Spirit or the the work of the Holy Spirit in you. It can transform into the Holy Spirit working within you. And we have to recognize the work of the Holy Spirit within us. Now, where is that early church? Where is that early church where, you know, with great power, it says, or sorry, the exact verse, Acts 4.33, with great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord. And great grace was upon them all. We have to rediscover this grace. We have to rediscover this power. We have to reignite the Holy Spirit within us. Now, it's not going to mean that you're going to go on the street and start preaching and everything. But there's something. There's, there's a, a very big difference from simply preaching in the street um, about the Holy Spirit and the work of God and everything and doing nothing. Right? There's a big difference between doing nothing and doing this. And we have to find ourselves somewhere in the middle of that. Is, it, is the Holy Spirit within us? Yes. What is He doing within us? What is He? How active is He within us? Or how active am I allowing Him to be within us? If you have um, if you have a spiritual life, you read your Bible, you say your prayers, you go to church, you go repent, you go to confession, all of this all of this is to reignite the work of the Holy Spirit within you, and when you speak to others, how many times are we confronted with with just the most ridiculous um, uh, events happening in the lives of our neighbors? or of, uh, of, of our friends, or, or even just people that, that don't have Christ, don't have the Holy Spirit. Are we not called in those situations to give a word of peace? To give a word uh, uh, of comfort? To give a word as if we're taking it from the mouth of God and giving it to them? Isn't that our responsibility? Forget about now blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, not recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit as it is active in the life of the church and active in the lives of others. How is it in me? How active is it in me? The Holy Spirit calls us, begs us, begs us to uh, deepen our spiritual lives with God through Him. He is called a comforter is called the paraklit, the paraklit that word in it it's like advocate, uh, counsel, like a lawyer on your side defending you, helping you, encouraging you. How many of us when we uh, when we have an issue that we just don't know how legal it is we call our lawyer right away. We say okay guide us in the steps that we need to so that I don't fall into a problem later on down the road. This is what we do with our human affairs. With our spiritual affairs, the same thing has to happen. And it doesn't happen passively. You don't just all of a sudden become possessed by the Holy Spirit uh, and and you start living that active spiritual life uh, against your will. It has to be with your will and it has to be with your energy, your work. And this is why don't ever... Underestimate what, uh, what the effect of prostrations in your life, the effect of, of giving up uh, meat, you know, the effect of not eating in the morning, skipping the coffee, all of that stuff. You know, don't underestimate the effect that has on your spiritual life. Christ said, If you give a cup of cold water to a child in my name, you will by no means lose your reward. Every hair of your head is counted, He sees all that you do. So let's not, you know, be deluded and think that whatever we do doesn't matter. That the little stuff that we do, oh, God's not going to judge me for that. God's not going to judge me for that. Sure, God's not going to judge you if you want to think that. But the, the, the greater thing for us to understand is that we can increase in our spiritual lives and we can grow in our spiritual lives. We can have deeper relationships with Him. You know, relationships with Him and what what is that, what, is, what are those relationships, you know, what does that translate into? translates into peace. How many of us don't have peace? How many of us are searching for peace outside of God? How many of us are searching for peace outside of the Scripture? Outside of the Church? Outside of the Sacraments? How many of us are looking for peace? And are you successful? Are you finding that, are you finding that peace? The, there, there's all different ways that the world will tell you we're going to give you peace. It can be from anywhere from from medication to enough money in your stock portfolio to a certain color paint in your house whatever it is is going to give you peace and that's not true the peace he says my peace i give to you not as the world gives do i give to you and when we have peace it's like electricity we touch somebody else we give them peace a word comes out of our mouth it is it is a peaceful word we become ourselves peacemakers. And I just I'm harping on this one word peace. But it can be joy, it can be love, it can be forgiveness, it can be any of the fruit of the spirit, it can be any of the virtues, you know? It can be one of those things where they say, "Oh, that person is a very patient person. That person is a very kind person. That person is a very gentle all of this is through the work of the Holy Spirit. We're not just genetically uh, you know, inclined to these virtues. In fact, probably in our humanity, we go the opposite direction. The most important thing you heard today was the Word of God, and the most important thing you will hear every Sunday is the Word of God. That's number one. Number two is the Word of God is powerful, and in the Word of God is the Holy Spirit. Your words with the work of the Holy Spirit can be translated into words of God. We have to be careful about how we judge the work of the Holy Spirit, whether it be in the church, whether it be in, in, in other churches, whether it be in the lives of other people. And more important, we should stop judging the work of the Holy Spirit and we should start judging ourselves. Saint Macari said, Condemn yourself before you are condemned, or judge yourself before you are judged. When you judge yourself, then you can change. When you judge yourself, you can increase, or you can, uh, the real word is matanya, the word change. You can change your direction, you can change and repent, and you can allow the Holy Spirit to work within you. Let's feed the Holy Spirit, especially during this fast. Let's try and pray the third hour. During this fast, let's try and uh, keep the fast as diligently and as faithfully as possible. Let us also, as much as possible, read our Bibles. I feel like we have to go back to basics. We've forgotten the simple ABCs. Read your Bible, pray your igbeya, uh be kind to others, be loving to others. We have to return to that and to encourage one another to do that so the Holy Spirit can be inflamed within us. To God be the glory, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, now and ever in the age of all ages. Amen.